0: from Valdosta, Georgia, this is Let's Talk Valdosta, a podcast about all things City of Valdosta, from new programs to events, interviews with small business owners, and engaged citizens. This podcast brought to you by the City of Valdosta Public Information Office. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Valdosta. I'm Ashlyn Johnson, the Public Information Officer. I'm Vanessa Armenta, the Public Information Specialist.
1: And I'm Marcus McConico, the Media Coordinator.
0: And today, we're at the police department, um, and we are speaking with Chief Leslie Manahan. Good, mo- good morning. <laughs> and Scotty Johns. Um, Scotty, what's your official position? Lieutenant. Lieutenant. It's fancy. Um, so we are towards the end, I guess we're really in the middle of National Police Week, um, so we were going to talk a little bit about that and then go into hiring because i know that's a big push that y'all are doing so um earlier this week we had a national law enforcement prayer and then yesterday randall hancock did an active shooter lunch and learn which seemed to go really well right um so just seeing the community involvement and how appreciative they are and involved that they are how does that make you feel as a chief oh it feels great um as i said at the
2: prayer uh service that was monday just seeing the outpouring of support that we get from the community you know not only on monday and this week but on a daily basis we're constantly getting letters sent to us people coming by bringing food you know it's just amazing this community and the support that we get as a police department
0: and i think it was cool to look out and see um several different agencies out there all together kind of you know whether it was just 20 minutes of their morning just to be able to come together and um And have Martin Collins who did a fantastic job. He is wonderful. He is a rock
2: and he is the most incredible uh, speaker and I couldn't think of a better way to start a Monday morning off and especially Police Week by having Pastor Collins speak. He's just incredible.
0: And then yesterday we had the Lunch and Learn. I think we had about 10 people Yeah, I think there was eight people that came. Um, I actually sat in on it, and everybody loved it. It seemed to have a really good response. Um, I personally feel like I learned so much. There were things that I never would have considered that Randall went into depth about that, I mean, it really just makes all the difference. And he was saying that it takes law enforcement about three minutes to respond to an active shooter call. Correct, and, and in
2: saying that, when you look at how much time it takes to dispatch a call, by the time the 911 center gets the call, they figure out what agency it goes to, they send it to that it's dispatcher, that, ag- that dispatcher sends it to the agency. So you're looking at a delay anyway when a 911 call comes in. But when you add something like an active shooter, the, the response time is going to be a lot worse because you've got so much going on and then you've got people wherever the active shooter is tying up the phone lines as well and then you've got people wanting to run to the scene because it's on social media blocking traffic. So the biggest part, yes, at, at least a three minute response time
0: yeah he was saying that um, there were so many things that people can do before that though correct to really stop the situation correct. So mm-hmm. it was it was very informative I enjoyed it a lot
2: yeah he is uh, incredible and anybody that gets the opportunity to take any of his presentations dealing with burglary prevention active shooter you know all this stuff, he does outstanding job with his presentations. He really does.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, for anybody who doesn't know um, Randall Hancock, just give us a little bit. I mean, he was an officer here for a little while, and he kind of switched into this community policing role. You know, he's right. still out representing y'all in a, in a uniform, but right. just in a different role now.
2: Right. He, he was a road officer and a field training officer for years. And um, just, I think it's been about three or four years now, he came off the road and he started community policing when Ver, Officer Vern, Vern Otis retired. And um, there is not a better person for that position than Randall Hancock. He is incredible.
0: Any businesses or anybody interested in doing some of these classes, they can always contact him, right? He's right. always available. He's
2: always available. He heads up our Neighborhood Watch programs. He's done an outstanding job with that over the past two years, revamping the entire program, has signed on numerous, at least six or seven, new Neighborhood Watch programs and, and has them up and running, has a Facebook page for him. He's just incredible.
0: And I think um, one thing that we, I was happy to see yesterday with just the, the random selection of residents that were interested in coming to this class, it kind of shows that you guys really pull from all walks of life in this community and you have all participation, which is going to be important for you to do your job as well, right? Absolutely. I tell people all the time, we can't do our job without
2: our citizens. And we can't do our job without the community taking their street back first. You know, when when our officers are out in the neighborhoods, they might not see something suspicious, but you live in an area, you know what's right and, and what doesn't look right, and we need you to call us and get us involved.
0: And I think something that we, when we've been doing these neighborhood walks is sometimes when you see our officers out in the community, sometimes they're just out there to ask questions and see what you right. need. They're not always out there for something no, bad.
2: No, they're not out for bad. It's not always out for something bad. It's really to get to know the citizens and see what the entire city can do to help
0: out. Yeah, those are great programs. I'm excited maybe to do one in a couple of weeks again. So no, I'm ready. Yeah, it <laughs> is getting a little bit hotter, though. <laughs> But switching gears, uh, you know, we we need our citizens involved, but we also need some um, people, up and coming officers, people who want to get into the law enforcement career path, and it's such a rewarding career, and that you both can kind of attest to that.
2: It it definitely is. Um, You know, I can and speak on Lieutenant John's behalf and myself. We both have over twenty years of experience in law enforcement. And I know that there is nothing else that I can do. This has been the career choice I took. Um, this wasn't the original field that I had planned to go in, but once I did it, I fell in love, fell in love with the town, fell in love with the department, just like Lieutenant Jones, and we haven't left. Well, it, oh, I mean, I was talking to one of your officers the other day after the prayer,
1: and he said, I I left a job that, was, that paid more and paid more. It's because I wanted to be a police officer, and I love being a police officer. And I, I just think it's awesome to hear that from one of one of our guys. Right? It's 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 really nice, and I'm sure more officers in this department feel exactly the same way.
2: Well, it's definitely, you don't get in this profession for the money. Um, the the pay is not what I've, I feel like it should be, and I think many of our officers will agree to that. I think our lowest employed people worldwide are our teachers and nurses and cops, and firefighters and first responders and those are the ones that you really need and um but it is one of these things once you get it in you 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 can't wait to come to work you go home and you feel satisfied with the job that you did the fact is if you just make contact with one person a day and feel like you've made a difference it being able to go home it's just an incredible feeling
0: and the good thing we see here, like you have officers who we go to retirement ceremonies and they've been here for 30, 35, probably 42 years. 42 years. Um, so the important thing is, you know, getting the next generation of Correct. officers to not maybe replace them, but replace their positions. Because I know, you know, everybody's special and they can't be replaced, but to fill those empty positions um, when they become available and people retire. So how do y'all work to to find those people, Scotty?
1: well the biggest key is getting the word out to everybody that we are hiring and we do that through all sorts of media um, interactions and things of that nature but we also give a test almost once every month that anybody can come to um bring their license 15 dollars, come take the test and that starts their process they'll get the paperwork then and we start moving them moving them through the process
0: and i know people think oh gosh a test but what is what is the open testing it's just very like it's the basic.
1: It, it is. It's very basic. You come in. We're going to give you a book to read for 45 minutes with the answers in it. Um, take it away Keynote. from you. <laughs> read the book. That, that's it. Uh, drink an energy drink, show yeah. up, and uh, be ready to read. It's boring. And um, it, it's really not bad. And it is a great field.
0: So, so for anybody interested, like what, um, what process, I mean, after you go through that, what's the next step?
1: So, I start your background. We're looking into your job history, criminal history, just trying to get to know everything about you, make sure that you want to come in and, and really help people and be a part of the community. And um, you go from there to the interview process. And if you make it through that, you have a polygraph, a psychological. A very easy physical agility course um, <laughs> wait
2: wait about that easy part the older we get it's not as easy every year it, it,
1: we, we've been running it for over 20 years so uh, these younger folks ought to be able to get it done yeah. for us <laughs>
0: um, and I know so then after that you talked a little bit the other day when you were answering a question I think from somebody then they go into a, the Academy um, if they get through all of that, and that's paid.
1: That's right. They're, they're an employee at that point. So when you come in, the academy uh, doesn't cost you anything. You're already getting medical insurance. Um, we provide a vehicle for them to drive back into. It's, uh, we're one of the few agencies that I would say over 99% of the people we hire, we actually send to the academy, where a lot of agencies are looking people for people that's already certified in an attempt to save money etc but um we normally send people and that's a big advantage uh, for younger people who's just rolling out starting a career Um, we're also hire quite a bit of military folks that are retiring or getting out after doing their term as well and uh, it's very beneficial for them they just it's almost like walking in the door from day one and going to work
0: yeah i was gonna say that's really beneficial and having moody here you you probably have that partnership now so is that is that a key in your recruitment process, like one part of that process?
1: Yes. We love Moody and Officer Hancock is military, prior military. Um, Officer Harold that works with me, he's also prior military. So Moody lets us go out there and do their TAPS program with people transitioning into um, out of the military. Uh, COVID kind of interrupted a little bit, but we get to go out there two times a month when everything's rolling smoothly and try to get those folks to just stay in the community and come to work here.
0: And some of the questions we get when people call are like, what's the minimum qualifications? What do I need? How old do I have to be to go through the process? And do I have to have any sort of school background?
1: I have to have a GED or high school diploma. Um, 21 years of age, be a citizen, no felony convictions, uh, no family violence convictions and uh, have a driver's license. That's it. Cool.
0: So, for anybody that's interested and in what I mean, what does that academy look like? I know that's a long period of time and it's probably a lot of work. I'm not not for my personal interest, but just if anybody else was interested, what is what do you do when you go through the academy?
1: Well, a lot of it is classroom stuff, because you have to learn all the laws, the ins and the outs, but the fun stuff is the physical stuff where you get to run, shoot, they give you a set of keys to a car and let you drive it like you never imagined. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you,
2: you have to get that out of your system yeah, before I was you get back say. here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's a, um, for me, I had never wanted to be a police officer. I, I walked through a job fair at Valdosta State University and got hired and so for me the police academy was just it was fantastic Uh, the experiences is scary and then by the time it's over you love everybody you're in class with you remember them forever Um, the ones that you come to work with here you you will be tight for the rest of your lives Uh, you really become almost like family
0: yeah, and there's probably some people, I know you, didn't you go to the academy with Jody? So I y'all did still go that Jody,
2: he is my little brother, he, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't like it when I say that, but we, <laughs> we still have a close bond, um, Captain Robert Renfro, who's still here at the agency, we went through with him as well, and you do, you develop good friendships, um, because when you're in the academy, you know, a lot of people, we get a lot of people that come straight from college and go into it, and then at the, the same time, we get a lot of people that haven't been in school in a while. So you need each other to get through the academy. And one of the last interviews I have with all of our recruits is, I want you to start the academy together and you will end the academy together. And you have to work as a team. And that and that, that's what police work is. We work as a team and that's what starts the process. And you get close to the people that you go with. You spend a, a lot of time with them. You study with them, and you do end up building special bonds that, you know, a lot of people just wouldn't understand. But, like, like to this day, I could pick up the phone and call Joe Dukes and if I needed a favor, and he he's right there.
0: That's kind of cool. I know this last class kind of set the bar pretty high. They <laughs> did set the bar
2: pretty high. Um, they got one and two in firearms. uh we were close on the physical agility winning it, but unfortunately our guy um, tripped up a little bit, but he was right there. We got first and second in the academic, we had the valedictorian, we got the class flag. Out of all the the awards you get, we got all but one of them. I was about to say did
0: wow. you leave any for anybody else?
2: We did like to share a little bit, but you know, <laughs> let me you know right after my first my first graduating class, I became right after I became chief, we actually had a graduation in Tifton and that's been put on hold unfortunately cuz of covid. But I was sitting in the audience and when they started doing the awards, it was great. They said first, you know, firearms from the Barasta Police Department second firearms from the Valdosta police by the time it was over it was again from the Valdosta Police Department and I know I'm 5 foot (laughs) 4 but by the time that was over with I was about 6 foot 10 being able to stand up and I was so proud and it's it is a great accomplishment and they set the bar high um, so we expect but we hold we hold all of our recruits to a higher standard we really do they've gone by the time you get hired on by us you've gone through a lot a long background and, and we do have the best of the best.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say, is that something that you push as you know, y'all are Calia accredited, so that sets you apart from maybe some other agencies, even in the region, um, you know, if somebody was interested, they know that they're coming to an agency that's highly accredited.
1: Correct, so when we started, we was just getting into Calia, and so that's really all we know, and um, it sets the bar so high that a lot of agencies don't even try to do it because it requires so much so if you walk in the door and you start off that way you're almost I don't want to say perfect but uh, caliper wise you're just so much better off than agencies that don't even it's not that they're ignoring rules and all it's just a lot of agencies don't know that there can be a super strict standard and everybody it becomes just normal for them to to operate under that and makes it um I mean everybody that works here knows what the person next to them is going to be doing. It's, it's just an awesome experience.
0: And for the community chief, um, Kalia, I mean, th- those are policies put in place that they know that there's transparency, there's trust, and y'all are following the highest set of standards. Correct. All of our standards are set internationally by chiefs, by
2: accreditation people, by sheriffs. And so our policies fall on the international line. You know, this last year, With a a national outrest and the um, incident with George Floyd, a lot of agents, you know, a lot of new laws came out where you've got to have this in your policy and you've got to have that. Well, we already had it. It was already in our policy, and that's because of our accreditation. So we didn't have to change anything. It was just already there for us. That's awesome.
0: And just for, I mean, what are some of the, um, I know you have them listed on a page in front of you, so I'm just looking at them. What are some of the things that, I mean people once they get into the police department different units divisions things that you guys offer you have kind of have a little bit of everything honestly
1: we do uh we're one of the only agencies that i even know of we have our own crime lab which is very impressive yeah that's awesome and our investigations bureau is just fantastic and has everything from narcotics to, to persons crimes to drug squad gang units um, and then you have the TOU, the SWAT team for most people. Uh, our training's fantastic. And what that gives us is when you come in here, you can work, do two years, and then start moving around and getting to see what it is that you may wanna do. You know, you may go to a job that's not perfect for you and then boom, you bounce to another one and we have enough room for you to move all the time.
0: And I think what's cool is to see, I mean, once you get into the department, y'all train and train and train. So even if it's something that Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't think you'd be good at or you didn't think you'd be interested in, you can kind of train somebody to to maybe fit where they want to be you yes. absolutely can and and when they get out of the academy
2: they do uh, some rotation around here so they'll spend some days in investigations and we when we do our interviews we get a lot of people oh in five years i want to be a detective yeah. well then they spend time with a detective and go yeah i think i'm good <laughs> yeah, on, come on the road I, I want to be a canine yeah and that that's what we do we do a lot of movement we do a lot of like our field training officers or even in specialized units where you know you'll spend time with the traffic officer you'll spend time with a canine officer and that gives everybody an experience where when they're moving around they get to see the entire department and you know when i when i started <clears> 20 <throat> something years ago but you're not. no <laughs> um, my goal i was i was going to be a retire as a patrol officer but because of promotions and being able to move around i got my chance in an investigations loved it and then thought well i'll never leave investigations and there is a lot of movement in this department promotion wise specialized units we do have a lot to offer and um Our agency is a large agency and there is a lot of movement when it comes to promotion times and you know uh, when i was promoted to chief we had 13 promotions in one year and that's incredible so when you
0: start thinking
2: about chances for movement we do have it here
0: and i think that was kind of cool probably for people in the department just to see that you were promoted to chief from within like i think that's awesome and it kind of shows i know speaking from just experience in my generation a lot of people look for that and probably a lot of people that you talk to look for that upward mobility and being able to kind of bring new challenges each and every day and say okay well this is where I want to be in five years and this is where I want to be in ten years.
1: That was something that all of us that had been here wanted to see was somebody come up through the ranks with us and and Chief is the first one in in our generation of doing this that that happened to and Is proven to be fantastic because not only can you start from the bottom I mean she started as a patrol officer she
0: just didn't even know what she was in for
1: correct
0: (laughs) (laughs) I miss those days
1: (laughs) and and most of us come in the door that way thinking I'm not you know I'm gonna be doing this forever and then all of a sudden you start seeing people people stay here and retire that's another good thing about the agency but since so many people do retire you do have that constant movement and you know you might be a patrol officer today you might be chief 15 years from now that's that's just crazy when you you think of it because it's all about how you work and how you you promote yourself it's fantastic
0: yeah and the last thing i kind of wanted to touch on because we kind of added this into our recruitment a little bit was we did talk a little bit about the pay and and you can mention what that is um if you want to because i know there's different levels for partial college and full college but one good thing and if you really add it up and it's important for our generation really to add it up is the benefits and that's really why you're having people stay and retire is our benefits are our unmatched. Bit,
2: for, for our agency and the city itself if you're an employee by the city of Adasta that the benefit package that you get is incredible the health insurance the retirement you know and having the free clinic you know yeah when, when you just have a little head cold you don't have to go make an appointment with a doctor you can go to our clinic doesn't cost you anything, you and your dependents. You get medication for free. I mean, it's just, you know, everything that the city has to offer is, is just an incredible package. It really is. And I let Lieutenant Johns go over our starting salary.
1: So for the base police officer that don't have any college, it's 39669 which breaks down to about $19.07 an hour. Um, if you have a partial college, it's forty thousand six hundred sixty-nine, which is nineteen fifty-five an hour, and full college benefits forty-one thousand six hundred sixty-nine dollars, um, which is twenty dollars and three cent hour. And um, I would say that's probably the highest in any part of the state on, on this this area of the state. I'm sorry, yeah. um, it's fantastic. And then. Psh, to go back to that insurance stuff, my my wife's a school teacher, and I kept her on my insurance. It's it's unbelievable uh, the stuff that the city offers.
0: Yeah, I think people so. look at their take-home pay, but then when you look at like mm-hmm. when you have kids and you think about all the doctors' bills and everything else that yeah. adds up, I mean, you're talking well, a no good copays. Bit of no, MA yeah,
2: it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, it's like for an individual officer, it's basically free. And then mm-hmm. when you add somebody, let's say a spouse or your child, I think it's $80 a paycheck. But after that, it's $5. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have my three kids on my plan for, I think, $200 a month or yeah. something. It's, Unheard it's really of. crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then you also, we're one of the only agencies around left that's still giving a pension. Where We're doing 2% a year. I know the state mm-hmm. pool there's out. Um, a lot of people are going to 401s. And we also have a 457, which is similar to a 401 that you can get in, and of course the POAB, which is fantastic retirement too. But um, that two percent a year is is just great, and one day it probably won't be around. Yeah, so get in while you can. Well, another can. thing
2: I'd like to add too is our take-home cars. When you when you talk about our everybody in our agency that's sworn has a take-home car, and when you start looking at how much you spend driving back and forth on gas every day to work. You don't have to worry about that. We service the vehicles here. Our maintenance center will take care of the oil changes, the tires, all the repairs. So, it you know when you start adding everything up, oh yeah, it's and, and you know the uniforms, everything is paid for for you. I mean, it just all around, it's just it, it's very beneficial.
0: So, if we recruited anybody during while they're listening to this, how do they get in touch with you?
1: They can call me at. 293-3107, uh, email me at sjohns at ValdostaCity.com, fill out an application on ValdostaCity.com's uh, jobs website, and follow us on Facebook.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you so much, and we'll probably have you back on. Y'all are okay, so. <laughs> <Dad Gilman. laughs> thank you. Thank you.